wind blowing toward right field. If Alex could find something to pull, get it in the air, he would get some help. Familia's next pitch. Belted to deep center. Back goes Lagares. And gone, Alex Gordon. In comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On today's show, we're going to talk about the Royals and their series with the St. Louis Cardinals uh, and start to preview what can be coming up this weekend for Kansas City. But last night... They dropped another game in a late-inning situation, 6-5 to to the St. Louis Cardinals, falling to 12-19, and remaining in last place of the division. They're four games out of a playoff spot, if you want to look at it that way. They're also two games out from having the worst record in the league. So it's really, uh, I guess, all depending on your mood of how you want to look at this season for Kansas City. They've played a lot closer to that worst record in the league then they have a playoff spot so far this season. They get seven hits, five runs come across, including two in the top of the ninth to put, them up, to put them up by three runs. It did not matter as the Cardinals scored four in the bottom of the ninth uh, thanks to just some bizarre uh, moves by Mike Matheny. Uh, but we'll, we'll start with Junis, who went three uh, innings and gave up four hits, two runs, and a walk with six strikeouts. Uh, not the best. Not the best by any means. Uh, Newberry comes in, gives you know, cleans up that fourth inning. Holland is a clean one inning. I think that he can be traded this weekend. Uh, Kennedy comes out of the bullpen, only gets up to two hits and gets two strikeouts and get in uh, no runs. So Kennedy again is is putting in another performance out there before this trade deadline. Barlow looked really good. Only the one walk with two strikeouts for him. And, of course, Josh Stomont looked pretty good as well. But he did get into some trouble walking a couple batters. So that really hurt him with a, with a, a situation there. Uh, walks a couple batters, gives up the base hit. Uh, base is loaded. And then Trevor Rosenthal needs to come in and help him out. Uh, his pitches looked fine, but it just wasn't – he just wasn't locating as much as he needed to, of course. Rosenthal comes in, uh, and, and here's where things got kind of tricky. He gets out of that inning – and then he loads the bases himself in the next inning, and he's going to face Yair Molina. And instead, he gets pulled for Randy Rosario. Uh, and, and, you know, right here, you, you can make one of two arguments. The first argument is, what? why would you pull him out there? Just leave him out there. It feels a lot better if, if, if Trevor Rosenthal is the one that gives up the run uh, versus Randy Rosario. If he's the one that gives up the game and loses the game for you. Uh, and he's not... Rosenthal's not in your future plans, so if something did happen with his arm, you're going to trade him on Sunday anyway. You have the off date today. Uh, again, he's going to be traded by, by Sunday at least. And then the other side of it is Mike Matheny has seen he, – he's seen Rosenthal his whole career pretty much. Mike Matheny has seen uh, what 
what his arm can handle and can't handle. And Mike Matheny has been a manager that does run guys into the ground and does end up hurting his pitchers, uh, literally hurting his pitchers by leaving him in too long. And he didn't want a repeat performance of that. And then you just so happen to have to go to Rosario because in this game you had already used Kennedy, you had already used Barlow, had already used Stomont and Holland. So, you know, there wasn't very many options left. And you might as well go with Rosario there who just couldn't find the strike zone and was just dreadful. Uh, in his appearance. You know, the bottom line is these games no longer matter. I've said that all along. I mean, yes, they're four games out of a playoff spot. You can look at this team and, and, and see they're too inconsistent. They're not a playoff team, even with all of the wacky qualifiers that go into this season. Uh, so putting Rosario in a big spot, seeing what he can do, that's fine. Again, if they won this game, would the outlook of the season change? No. You're still looking to trade Holland. Uh, you're still looking to trade Kennedy. You're still looking to trade Rosenthal. And you're still looking to uh, move forward with this team uh, losing ball games. So uh, I didn't really see a point in getting too upset about it, but Whit Merrifield had a fantastic game going three for five with two RBIs. Uh, and I really liked what I saw from Whit Merrifield. Talked about him getting back on track with the multi-hit games. He did just that. And Nicky Lopez got himself a hit, scored a couple of runs himself. Mondesi was fine. The lineup didn't provide too much. I mean, again, five runs, but on seven hits. And, you know, this team left six on base to go one for eight with with runners in scoring position again. It's the same song and dance over and over and over again for the Royals. It's like you're watching the exact same game every single night. It's just the exact same game over and over and over again. We talked about that off day today. Uh, They will not play on Thursday before they start a series with the White Sox in which you will have Danny Duffy going on Friday. Uh, no list has started for Sunday, but I, I think that it would be Lucas Giolito, if I'm not mistaken, for the White Sox. Uh, but who knows who they'll throw out there. Lucas Giolito had just, has just thrown a no-hitter uh, this week, I believe on Tuesday, uh, against the Pirates. Uh, so that would be a fun matchup to watch. Maybe you can go back-to-back no-hitters. You never know. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this Cardinals series, the fact that you even won a game was good. I mean, it was improbable to me, that you would even win a game in this series and you end up sneaking away with that Tuesday win and you were, uh, you know, an out away from getting the series win uh, in this one. And so that's how thin the margin is for baseball. But the fact of the matter is, this is a last place team in the Central. They have a negative 18 run differential. They're three and seven in the last 10. They're seven and a half games out of first place. They're four games out of a playoff spot, even with an 18 playoff field. So, you know, they're, they're playing 387 ball right now. This just isn't a good team, and that's just the way it goes. And so moving forward here, you just need to worry about how individuals look at the plate and on the mound and things like that. You also need to look for Built Bars. Built Bars are a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, get $10 off that next order. Built Bar has all the protein you need. It's great for pre-workout. It's great for post-workout. It's even great as a meal replacement. It is low in calorie, low in sugar, low in carbs, high in protein, and it's good for the keto diet. So go ahead and get yourself an order of Built Bar. If you got Built Bars the first go around uh, of their ads, you can get them again and get $10 off yet again. It's your next order of Built Bars. They have brand new flavors that you're going to want to try out. Again, my favorite has always been the banana nut bread, but they're sending us these new flavors. And I think that cookies and cream, which is one of their new flavors, can become my new favorite. Their new flavors 
look to be fantastic with the redesigned recipe. You've got caramel brownie, you've got cookies and cream, you've got cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. It looks really good. I think they're going to be really good. I'll let you know how the new flavors taste pretty soon. Uh, but you need to go over to BuiltBar.com right now and get yourself a box of Built Bars because I just loved it. The first go around, I bought it myself uh, after the sample box came. I, I loved it that much. So you need to go get yourself some Built Bars at BuiltBar.com. Use promo code Locked On. So the you know the Royals still played yesterday, but the NBA boycotted their postseason and and looked to restart that either. Uh, Friday or Saturday, uh, get back on track with playing games. And then some baseball games were postponed as well. You saw the Brewers and Reds get postponed, uh, the Dodgers and the Giants postponed as well. Uh, and you saw the Marlins and, uh, excuse me, the Mariners and Padres postpone also, as well as the Angels and Astros postponed uh, in that mix as well. Uh, due to racial injustice and boycotting and, and, and protesting. And today there have been more protests to come out, uh, and there's more teams that aren't going to play uh, today. Uh, it, it's unclear how many as of right now, but there will be. I know that the Rangers and, and Athletics will not play today, and there will be some other ones who don't play as well. Uh, and the Royals, of course, are off today, so they won't have that option to not play. And they, again, played yesterday, even while knowing this was all happening. What Merrifield said, that the team never discussed not playing that they were always going to play. And he released a statement yesterday. You know, he, he had a, a press conference that really uh, got some people upset or, or some people just confused, I guess. Uh, and I thought that the statement was fine. I mean, you can disagree with what Merrifield if you want to, uh, but to me, I would rather him just be honest and, and tell us what he feels than to just do some rehearsed answer. At least it wasn't a rehearsed answer. Uh, I didn't find too much wrong with what he said, uh, he just spoke his mind, and, and again, anytime that someone speaks their mind, you've just got to appreciate it, respect them, and move forward. It does not mean anything about the person or, or things like that. Uh, but uh, basically, what people got upset about with what Merrifield was that he said he, he included social media as something that, that's damaging society, pretty much. Um, and, and I think that we have to remember these players are not trained public speakers they're athletes and we're asking them to talk to the media every single day and at one point it was all about you know lining into a double play and now it's about racial and social injustice so yes the quote sounds a little bit weird and it sounds as though he's putting all of this on social media uh, and, and that being the only reason that there's so much outrage um but, again, he's not a public speaker, and I don't think that that's what he meant. I don't think he truly believes that the only reason people are boycotting is because of social media. I think that that kind of just got lost in translation because he's not a professional speaker. He's a professional outfielder. He's a professional second baseman. And he can have – if that is his opinion and he thinks that this is only happening due to social media, you know, you can disagree with the opinion. He can still have the opinion. So I didn't understand people coming at – uh, Whit Merrifield yesterday. Again, were some of those quotes something I didn't agree with or something that was kind of out there? Yes, but he's a baseball player. You asked him his opinion. He gave you his opinion the best he could. So I think that that was just what's going to happen here. And, and Tom Martin uh, kind of went back and forth with, with Josh Briscoe on this on, on Twitter. Uh, 
and and Tom kind of summarized it best. Just, is this a test? You know, is this a test for these athletes? What what's the right answer? Is there is there only one right answer for all of these questions about social injustice? If so, let's give the athletes the cheat sheet and move on. Uh, because again, they're not. Re- you know, this wasn't a rehearsed answer for what Merrifield. This was not the standard answer uh, that the Royals told him to give or anyone else told him to give. He gave the answer he felt was true. Uh, and I, I have a hard time criticizing him for that because he's not a public speaker. He's not a trained professional on how to handle uh, these situations. And his statement did not include anything I thought was over-the-top bad, just some things that in out of context can look bad or, or maybe you just don't agree with. He says uh, that... We, and he clarifies that we is reflecting on the guys who he's spoken to about this and that he has not spoken to every single player on the Royals about this, uh, that we feel what we do is a separation from what all is going on in the world. For a lot of people, we feel like it's important for us to go out there and do our jobs because it gives people a three-hour window to enjoy a baseball game and not think about what else is going on in the world. Other teams might feel differently. Other players might feel differently, and might want to make that make, not, might want to make that statement uh, to me. And I hesitate to even speak on this subject just because I know who I am. I'm a straight white male, to be frank. And what I have to say on the subject does not hold a lot of weight. A lot of times, people don't want to hear it. But my opinion on this whole issue is that obviously we have some stuff going on in the world that needs to be addressed. I don't necessarily agree with the way it's being addressed a lot of the times, but I don't know what it's like to be a black man walking down the street, but I also don't know what it's like to be a cop out there trying to protect the streets. What I do know is that there's evil in this world and there's good in this world, and I also know there is love that needs to bring on love and hate needs to, and, and hate only brings on hate. And unfortunately, we've gotten too much of hate bringing on more hate. It seems and everything going on to me and I've said it multiple times. It feels like the root of all this is social media. It's a, it's driving people insane. People go on rants and they just it just boils up. There's not enough love going around. That's been my message to a lot of guys I've talked to. The hitting coach Terry Bradshaw. I've talked to to, to Damon Hollins. I've talked to two black guys on our team. Uh, their coaches and, and I say, look, guys, you can talk to me about anything that's going on. If you guys got something on your chest and you want to talk about it, you can talk to me. I'm going to go out there and try to love everybody just because that's what I believe in. I believe you love everybody. Not everyone's going to love you back, but being a Christian man that I am, that's the number one rule I like to live by. I feel like we don't have enough of that going around. I would like to see more of that. Obviously, people are upset. I don't feel like the way we're approaching, approaching things is the way to get change. That's just my opinion. So, yes, you, you can disagree with what Whit Mayerfield said in all of that. You can disagree uh, with the way he presented it. I would just caution you by saying he's not a trained public speaker. He's not a trained activist. He's not a trained anything outside of a second baseman. So the way it's presented and the context that he uses uh, might not be what he's trying to convey uh, and I don't think that there is much wrong with what he said, uh, especially the social media part. I don't think that the social media part truly that he truly meant um, that he truly meant anything wrong by that. But you can take that statement for what you will. Again, feel free to disagree with it. There's parts of which we should all disagree with in that statement. But to ridicule Whit Mayerfield for that, uh, I think is a little disingenuous because at that point you're showing that that. You're only asking these questions to try to catch somebody who doesn't agree with you and, and to try to scold somebody who doesn't agree with you. If you don't agree with the statement, that's totally fine. But I, I have a hard time ridiculing that statement specifically. 
I don't think he said anything outlandish. Now, there were some things that, that I don't agree with, and there were some things that I don't think that, that a lot of you agreed with, but I don't think that it was outlandishly bad to where he deserves this backlash that he was getting last night a little bit. Uh, but who knows if the Royals will play tomorrow. They're going to celebrate Jackie Robinson tomorrow, so I'd expect everyone to play, every team to play tomorrow on Friday uh, to, to honor Jackie Robinson. Uh, that got rescheduled after the coronavirus wiped out uh, the original Jackie Robinson day. So... Who knows what happened from here on out, but that's why some teams didn't play yesterday and some teams aren't playing today, uh, and that's where the Royals stand right now. They're still going to play. They played yesterday. What Mirfo said that they never really even talked about boycotting that game yesterday. Uh, I think that the Cardinals did, though, and, and obviously both teams decided to play. Uh, so that's the update on all of that. The, the, the basic thing that you should take away from this is just to listen to these players, listen in baseball to Dominique Smith and, and many others who, who took the podium yesterday and, and talked about uh, social injustice that they face and talk about uh, just all of the issues happening in our world uh, to truly listen and, and to make the change the best you can and do what you can do uh, to help make changes that we all should want to see, uh, but be good and be good. So one another, we'll see you next time on Locked On Royals.